I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast. This is episode 112. And last week, we talked about just kind of dipped our toes in the whole 2020, you became a parent. It's a different kind of time, right? Well, I like to say in the last five plus years being a sleep consultant, I feel like I've seen it all. But then, of course, 2020 throws a curveball, <laughs> and all of us have seen things we've never seen before. Now, when it comes to sleep, this year there is a trend, and it took me a little while to figure it out. And I'm honestly, I'm just blaming 2020. There has been a rise in, we'll call them like our baby toddlers. You know what I'm talking about? Like the 12, 13, 14, 15 month olds. There's been a rise in our baby toddlers all the way up to like two and three year olds. They are taking a while to fall asleep and or they're waking up in the morning and they're not screaming the house down. Like these are kids who know how to sleep independently, but they are kind of awake they're not actually ready to go to sleep or they're not, they're just done, right? So maybe that's been you. Maybe you're listening to this episode because you got hooked by the title, How to Help Your Child Fall Asleep Quicker. Now, if you didn't know, the whole goal is that your child falls asleep within 10 to 15 minutes. And we're talking toddlers. Babies, we're looking at about 10 minutes to take to fall asleep. I've covered on various Instagram posts about if your child is falling asleep too quick, and that's in another episode, um, that's overtiredness. When we're talking about taking longer than 15 minutes to fall asleep, generally it's not overtiredness, it's something else going on. So today we're gonna go through remedies, like natural remedies that will help your child fall asleep faster because I don't know why, but these toddlers are just struggling with it. They are not falling asleep quickly, and we've gone through everything. Like, it's not time to drop a nap. They don't need more awake time. We have no nursing, no bottles right before bed. Like, we've gone through everything. And these are like, if you feel like you've tried everything, this is what you need to do. Okay, I have about three things that we're going to walk through together. These are natural remedies that you can literally start all of these today. And I, I know some of you may be like, natural remedies, Becca, like I'm not into oils. And I'm not talking about that. And maybe you are an oil person. Great. Good for you. I think they smell delicious. I've never been fully convinced of them. But hey, you do you. I'm not talking about oils and the magic of oils. I'm really looking at our environment and then some natural ways that we actually can help us sleep longer and fuller. So. First things first, toddlers, they, well, not even just toddlers, everyone needs a certain amount of sun exposure per day. But what I'm finding in our 2020 life is that our toddlers have not been as exposed to going outside, being on the go, obviously, right? Like, obviously, we're not going a lot of places. Therefore, sometimes your toddlers aren't going out and getting enough energy expelled from themselves. So they're dealing with this almost like a capacity of they have this energy and they haven't been able to release it. And this couples with sun exposure. So here's what I want you to focus on. In the morning and in the evening, we need to get your little one outside. Sun exposure is a really important feature and a really important part of having a good night's sleep. Your body needs that. The sun is what really sets our whole internal clock. This is, of course, why places in the world that get zero sun exposure at certain times of the year and then sun exposure all the time have to have um, you know, certain types of blackout features and sunlights and sun lamps and things like that. So 
your toddler, same deal. And you, this is going to help you too. I want you in the morning, take your little one outside, okay? This is not like as soon as they get out of the crib, go rush and go to the park. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like, go have some breakfast, get started for the day, drink some coffee. Now let's go outside. So that morning sun exposure is going to help kind of kickstart their whole drive for the day, all right? What we're really looking at this is going to kind of help rev up their circadian rhythm. So what we naturally have happening inside of our bodies, we produce melatonin that is at max in the evening time. Okay, that's going to help us fall asleep. And then throughout the night, yes, your melatonin levels are still there, but they are going to lessen throughout the night. And then your actual cortisol levels, which are, it's that stress, kind of like that fight or flight um, hormone, but it's, it's that alertness. That's going to kind of start to peak come morning. So of course, you have to have balancing levels of these, enough melatonin to get you sleepy, enough cortisol to help you get revved up for the day, right? So what we're looking at is kind of revving up your morning time, revving up your body with sun exposure, okay? And maybe even if the sun is not like, you know, shining straight on you at 7.30, 8 o'clock, 8.30 in the morning, whatever, you're still outside and it's still daylight. And that's just going to simply help your child kind of get that energy for the day. So that's one thing you can do with the sun exposure. But you're also going to need to double this with going out in the evening time. Now, it's really, really nice in this fall time, in the summertime to get outside. Once it becomes winter, it's a little bit more difficult, but I want you to get outside right before bedtime routine. Maybe you go have a dinner outside. Maybe you go have a picnic outside. Maybe you just have dinner inside and then you go for a family walk, whatever it is. If we can get your child outside, when the sun is setting lower in the sky, that's when our bodies are producing melatonin. So we essentially are trying to get your little one outside to get as much sun exposure, kind of reset their circadian rhythm if necessary. And when I'm asking you to do morning and evening sun exposure, this is not something that is just for one day and then boom, it works. You need to be consistent with this. These strategies also work, by the way, if you are traveling. Okay, if you are traveling and you're dealing with jet lag, sun exposure is the most natural way to kind of get back on track. Now what happens when we're done with our sun exposure? So we've gone outside in the evening time. Now it's time to come in and it's time to get ready for bed. If your, if your toddler is having a hard time falling asleep within 10 to 15 minutes, then I want you to actually start to dim the lights, close the curtains, um, shield the sun, like let's get ready for bed with a little bit more of a dim lighting situation. This does not mean that you have to dim your emotions, okay? So dimming the lights does not mean dimming your excitement and your bedtime routine. We're just literally trying to turn down the energy from the sun, obviously. We're trying to turn down the lights to kind of get them a little bit more cued up for sleep. That's the point and that's the purpose. Normally, I don't ask you to dim the lights, but if your child is having a hard time falling asleep, this is a, just a very easy way. It's not going to harm anything if you dim the lights, right? And if it works, it works great. So sun exposure, lighting, getting that energy out of them, that is a big deal for helping your child fall asleep faster. And I kind of just, I didn't say it as explicitly, but obviously if I'm saying go outside in the morning and go outside in the evening, that means your child is running, they're playing, they're going, they're, they're riding their little toys, they're on the go, they're on the move. And that in itself is also going to help them fall asleep better because they're getting that energy needed. Um, again, I think that one big reason this is happening in 2020 is because kids are not being as stimulated as they have been before. And I don't blame you. I haven't been as stimulated as I have been normally. So we all kind of are struggling with a little bit with this, but especially your toddlers who their life has been so changed in the last six to eight months, 
we need to be mindful of their energy needs. We need to be mindful of getting them outside. And maybe you felt like you did that a lot in the beginning. I'm wanting to call that attention to you now because you might have connected the dots now with their sleep and with everything happening um, because of 2020. So it's just something to look at. All right. Now, the second natural remedy that we can really help with to help them fall asleep faster. You guys know I do not ever recommend melatonin gummies, melatonin supplements, anything, because here's the issue. We, as in like humans and in the science scientific world, we don't actually know what happens with our children with synthetic melatonin. We don't know the long-term effects because it hasn't been around long enough. So I'm really, really cautious on using these supplements because they are synthetic. The only thing that we have found, and I say we, I'm not the scientist here. The only thing that has been found is that there are links to delayed puberty in boys with melatonin supplements. Um, Overall, you know that for children, I am just not an advocate of using supplements ever or Band-Aid solutions ever for a child's sleep. I will also also say, and I will link these things below, by the way, in case you want to read further. There are some situations, children with autism, there are studies that prove that they do have lower levels, naturally lower levels of melatonin. So that would be the other thing. But unfortunately, I've heard way too many pediatricians just say, or people tell me their pediatrician says, oh, just take five milligrams of melatonin, your child will fall asleep quicker. That may be true, but that's a Band-Aid situation. You can't be doing melatonin all the time. So instead, did you know that there's a very natural way that we can give them a a supplement of sorts (laughs) that is, it's not going to do any harm. It's just going to cost a little bit of money. And I say a little bit of money because it's a lot more expensive than juicy juice boxes or honest juice boxes. So 100% cherry juice. I'm talking about that really, really, really tart stuff that is, you know, a little bit more expensive. It's probably like I've seen at the grocery stores anywhere between like five to eight dollars for a little jar of cherry juice, like 100% cherry juice. This actually has traces of melatonin. Cherries are one of the few foods that have natural traces of melatonin. So whether you can do a little bit of cherry juice like a little shot of cherry juice for your child. Maybe you like splash a little apple juice just to add some sweetness to it. Um, Or you can actually have them just eat cherries, um, fresh cherries in general. But I would rather you do this than going towards those melatonin supplements because at least, you know what, if it works, awesome. Um, I've had many children parents of children switch over to this from their melatonin because it was part of their routine. They would do a melatonin supplement or a melatonin gummy, and then they'd go get ready for bed. And they switched it out for just a little, you know, little shot of cherry juice. Um, You can definitely do that. And there's no harm, no foul, right? Like if it doesn't work, well, then I guess your kid just has more antioxidants, (laughs) right? And if it does work, awesome. It's natural and you don't ever have to feel weird or icky about it. I've had parents tell me that they feel weird about giving their child melatonin supplements every single night and I'm with you. They don't need that. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about our final, our third way that we can help our child naturally fall asleep. Just like our body needing sun exposure and our body needing certain amounts of melatonin, did you know that your child also needs adequate levels of magnesium? And in general, it's it's been proven that human beings are pretty insufficient in magnesium. Low levels of magnesium are also traced to restless leg syndrome. Our bodies need magnesium and melatonin to help us sleep well. So how can you get your child magnesium? 
Um, obviously there are supplements, but we can get it much more naturally and, and whole foods and things like this. So, um, for one, I actually have an entire blog post on the impacts of magnesium and sleep that a friend of mine who is a holistic nutritionist put together. She even has a, a, a granola muffin recipe that's packed with natural sources of magnesium. So we'll link that below. But the biggest thing that our bodies, um, are really needing here that magnesium does, it's completely linked to a fuller, more restful night of sleep. Another really easy way, maybe if your child is not into granola muffins, another really easy way is to grab a bag of Epsom salts and give your child an Epsom salt bath at bedtime. So Epsom salts have naturally occurring magnesium. And when they, when the Epsom salt is dissolved into the water, it releases the magnesium and your skin, which is your largest organ in your body is only going to absorb that magnesium through your skin in the bath. Now, I, I want you to be careful and cautious. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me like, well, how many, how many salts and can I do this every night? Um, I have read up that we are looking at, even the back of the bag will tell you like two cups is all you need for the bath. And for ch- a child, you may want to start with like just um, twice a week with these Epsom salt baths. Um, but they're just nice because they do help your body relax. That's why Epsom salts, like everybody loves them. They are going to help you relax. They are going to give you that dose of, mil- of magnesium that they need. So why not choose some lavender Epsom salts, right? Because if it works, it works wonderfully. And if it doesn't, you know what? Your child smells like lavender. <laughs> so I love it. There are really, really easy ways that we can help your child fall asleep faster. Now, here's my final. This is a bonus one. This is not a natural remedy. This is just a reminder for you. I want to remind you that the bedtime routine is the foundation of a good night of sleep. So if in our life of 2020, you you maybe have not gone outside as much, you maybe have been just using the Band-Aid solution of a melatonin supplement, maybe you um, didn't even realize that magnesium was a link for better sleep, and you feel like you've just been in the motions of getting your child to bed, and to be honest, I have felt this lately with our girls. We haven't done our full routine. I haven't been reading to them at bedtime routine because we've spent a long time together. Do you feel that? Do you feel like you've spent enough time with your kid during the day? By the time it's bad, you're like, okay, good night, get in bed. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> I get it. I understand. But your child may feel a little bit differently. Probably for the last several months, you may have felt a little, I don't know, loosey-goosey on your routines. I want you to get back into those full force. If you have been noticing that your child is not falling asleep within 10 to 15 minutes, it's been taking 30, 45, 60 minutes for them to fall asleep, and they may not be screaming the house down, they're just laying in their bed or doing acrobats or you know singing or what have you, I need you to, yes, focus on these natural remedies, which can help. None of these are 100% guaranteed, but what I can guarantee you is that when you do give your child the bedtime routine that they deserve and that one-on-one time and that full cueing system, it will change the way that they do fall asleep. Um, and again, this is, I can only say this if your child knows how to sleep independently. So this was a unique podcast episode for us to talk about, Hey, your, your child does normally sleep well. Like they are an independent sleeper when they do fall asleep, they sleep all night long for 11 hours or 12 hours, but they're just taking a while to fall asleep. And you know, it's stressing me out. I get it. Um, at the end of the day, if your child is in a phase, maybe a, a several week phase of taking 45 minutes to fall asleep and they're just laying there and they're just sitting there it's okay. It's okay. It really is. There's nothing wrong with that. They may be going through a developmental leap. They may just need a little bit more downtime, but if they're not screaming the house down and they're just chilling in their bed, you are a good mom. You are doing a good job. 
if it lasts over several weeks, over two to three weeks, okay, maybe we could look at adjusting their bedtime. But first, apply all of these things I've shared with you today. Moving their bedtime would be like the last stage. Okay, that'd be like my last step I would go to. So I hope that gives you some things you can work on. What I love about this, if you are listening to this like in the morning, you can go outside, you can um, grab some cherry juice on the way home, you can get some Epsom salts and and get going. Um, These are things that you don't have to wait on. You can start them all right now. Keep us posted, all right? Don't be a stranger. Let us know how things are going with your child's sleep. If you are loving this podcast back, I want to know and I want to hear from you. You can leave us a review here on um, the podcast app. Just scroll down, tap those five stars, hint, hint, wink, wink. Tell us what you think. And check us out on YouTube. We launched that this year and it's been really fun to give you even more sleep insight over there. Check us out on littlezsleep.com. Sweet dreams. See you next time.